So the, the switch that flipped for me on this was when we interviewed Tony Horton. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he created the P90X workout. Oh, wow, nice. So we interviewed him and I asked him the same question. Like I had, I'd been aware of P90X for you know most of my life, never did it, but I knew he was going to come on the show. So I did a few of his workouts to figure out, you know, what do I want to ask this guy? But I just told him the same thing. Like, I never feel motivated. I don't want to do it. And he looked me in the eye through Zoom and said, dude, your why sucks. That's why. That's, that's why you can't do it. You don't have a good enough reason. Hello, hello. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another epic episode of High Vibinate. We are super happy to hang out with you for yet another week of awesome magic in your earbuds. And today we have some new friends on. We have Jeremy and Zach. Well, right now, Jeremy. We'll see if Zach hops on the call. <laughs> and we are really excited to just kind of dive into their stories and they have a podcast that's really awesome called the fit mess podcast and collectively they have both just gotten really healthy and in shape and been on this journey of overcoming depression and anxiety and made a lot of lifestyle changes to get there which if anyone knows my story also parts of Lindsay's story like we all have combined common threads here that mm -hmm. i think make this a really aligned conversation so i'm excited to just have an open and honest conversation with them to see some of the most helpful changes that they made and maybe ask a couple of cool things that they've learned from guests on their podcast and all the fun stuff. So without further ado, I would love to introduce the co-host of the Fit Mess podcast, who's also an awesome dude and also an honorary Canadian. <laughs> I was going to say it, you to say it. I came up with that bio. So you're welcome. And yeah, without further ado, here's Jeremy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, thank you so much for having me and uh, really nice job winging it on that intro. Really, really well done. I love that. You know, we <laughs> like to wing it here on the show. We just keep it, we keep it very uh, casual and on, off the cuff, you know? Nice. I hope it's fine with everyone, but it's fun <laughs> for us anyway. <laughs> it's really fun for us. Jeremy, thanks so much for being here. I want to know your story and if you want i don't know if you feel comfortable talking about like how you and zach work together or like mm -hmm. anything that he would share but like and how you your, met too how you, you know, met i'll, I'll yeah. only say bad things about him since he's not Perfect. here yet but, but yeah <laughs> i mean to, that's the price you pay but i want to hear how you got like where <laughs> you started to where you are now and you when you get to the point of meeting uh zach your co-host then then we can kind of talk about that too but what's jeremy's story from yeah. like the beginning well, I was born on a cold Tuesday. Oh, yes. um, uh, so the health journey thing coincidentally started around the time that I had my first daughter. And, you know, the, the, the stories of dads of, you know, that, that have their kid and that turns that's enough to turn their life around. They get their act together and whatever. They're a dime a dozen. That's not me. I'm way too much of a narcissist. That wouldn't have been a, enough about me as I would have been comfortable with. So. I became a dad and, you know, dove in, loved, loved all of it. But coincidentally, I had, had a knee injury as a result of, as a result of being a dad. One morning I was in bed, the grocery delivery guy came, knocked on the door. 
My dog started barking. I had a brand new baby in the next room. I did not want the dog to wake the baby up. So I get out of bed and just the way I stepped, my knee just gave out under me and I did some sort of nerve, nerve damage, literally just getting out of bed. And so dumbest injury ever, but it ends up putting me in all kinds of different, you know, doctor's offices, physical therapists, and, and the physical therapist tells me, listen, if you don't get on a bike and just start getting that motion into your knees, you're going to end up replacing both of them. Ugh. And so I thought, well, that sounds ridiculous. I haven't ridden a bike since I was like six years old. Who's, who's going to do that? So I did what I normally did at the time and went and complained to my brother and said, you know, this crazy doctor thinks I'm going to ride a bike. And he was like, well, how long would it take you to ride to work? Like you're, you're riding the bus for 45 minutes. It couldn't take longer than that to ride, to ride a bike. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. And he's like, dude, you just have to decide you're that weird guy that rides his bike to work every day. And I don't know why, but the way he said it at the, at that time, it's one of those things where you hear something over and over again, like it just clicked. I was like, I'm the weird guy for lots of reasons. Why not that one? So I literally like within that week went out, bought a bike on Craigslist and started biking to work every day. And I just absolutely fell in love with not only the biking, cause it was just, was fun. But I found a way to just be really present in that moment, because if you're not present biking through city streets, it ends badly. Trust me, it happened once. But I just I wanted more of that in my life. I wanted to find ways to stop worrying about the future, stop regretting the past, stop overthinking everything to death. I wanted to live the way I lived on my bike. And so I found a therapist who happened to teach uh, meditation. He taught about, you know, Buddhism and Dharma and all these different things. And I just, I just wanted to invite as much of that into my life as possible because it just was so much of, of a more peaceful way to live. And so, the, you know, really long story short, that bike trip turned into feeling like that wasn't quite enough to, to move all the energy. So I started working out every day in the gym at work. I just, I would walk by the, you know, the donuts on the tray at, at, at work or the snacks that were out and they just stopped looking like food. I started like really thinking about how am I fueling my body for these long rides and these big workouts and it just was sort of these these little things that that one by one stacked up and led to a happier healthier life and so i mean i can stop there the the, I, the story then connects with where i met zach mm -hmm. that is awesome and isn't it cool like your story is so cool because it just goes to show when you have one goal of like more presence well it really is like a two-part goal like more presence better quality of life how when you just live each moment by that goal you automatically start making totally different decisions like around food and how you spend your time and how you use your energy like it's just so cool to show how simple it can be where it's just really that choice and mm. then you make that one big choice and then under that is a bunch of little choices right that add up to support the bigger one so that's the thing that's, that's been beautiful. the most shocking to me is that like every door that opens, I find three more on the other side where before I wouldn't even look at the door because it just, that's for other people that I don't do that. That's crazy. And the more that I say no to things, the fewer opportunities that I find that life presents me to, you know, grow and expand and, and just, just have a much, uh, much more rich experience. Mm. Juicy. I like it. <laughs> so, so tell us about your co-host. So yeah, how yeah. did you guys then? So, so he uh, became a dad around the same time I did. And that's actually, we met through our wives. Uh, they were, they were part of a fit mom group. They were training to participate in a, in a sprint triathlon. It was something like a couple months after giving birth, like some just Herculean wow. you know, thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it was one of those things where they're hanging out and they're talking about their husbands. And it turns out, you know, we both like star Wars, like we're big nerds about all the same kind of stuff. And so that became invitations to brunches where we would show up and sort of size each other up and do what dudes do and be like, Oh, did you watch the big sports ball event the other night? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, 
go and sports. Was, yeah. So we, you know, we had the walls up, shields up, you know, don't, don't show emotion, don't show feelings, whatever. But over time we got to know each other a little bit more and, you know, star Wars conversations became conversations about, did you get enough sleep as a dad? How are you feeling as a dad? Like, you know, are you taking care of yourself? And, you know, next thing I know, I'm, I'm at a birthday party, completely overwhelmed. I excuse myself. I go out and sit in the car and he's the guy knocking on the window going, Hey man, you okay. And that's when I knew like, okay, there's a bond here. Like there's, we have, we have, you know, like that brotherhood or whatever. And, um, so yeah, so we got to know each other. We just started getting more and more vulnerable and everything really changed one, one weekend we were all camping together and we woke up, uh, we're just, he and I were having coffee by the fire and he was talking about all this weight that he'd lost and this diet that he was doing. And so we started sort of exchanging things that we were doing, like different tips, different ideas. And the more that we did that, we were realizing like, this is crazy. Like guys don't talk like this. This isn't something that, that we've been exposed to. So, you know, I'd been podcasting for a long time and that show I was doing wrapped up. And so he had the insane idea of doing a podcast where we basically shared what we were sharing with each other. And I thought that was nuts because I didn't feel like an expert. I didn't feel like I'm the, like the, some guru to teach someone else how to do their thing. But I did realize that we had access to experts who could. And so by just sharing our own experience and the things that we were doing and bringing in experts to fill in the knowledge gaps where we, you know, where they were, a, a podcast was formed. And so that sort of came together as, as just this mission to show guys that it's okay to, to talk about your feelings, to be vulnerable, to open up, because when you do, solutions present themselves. Uh, but also just to educate people on, on all those little things that you don't have to do all of them. We don't do all of them. Like we've done 190 episodes or whatever. We don't do all of that stuff, but we do enough of it that it stacks up and leads to better results. Mm. Everything you're saying is just music to my ears, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's really supportive of this movement of like an empowered masculine man who it doesn't have to be or look or act a certain way anymore according to society yeah. like nobody would look at you and be like oh he's so sensitive or what a like people wouldn't judge you because you look like Reed Martin you're you're a cutie like it's great <laughs> you know but it's like I just I just love to hear men opening up and just being real about like the human experience because like let's just stop pretending that we're all like so great at it and that it's so well, awesome it's, all it's the time. It's so funny because yeah like women anyone becoming more authentic is just beautiful. Women feel like we can't do it because we're never good enough. Men feel like they can't do it because they've been well both both have been like pushed down by society so much to be something so watered down that like when anybody shows that like no it's okay you can just be you it's okay you can show your feelings because guess what so many other people are feeling this way but nobody's talking about it and when you jeremy wonderful soul that you are you and your co-host act when you guys are able to do that you create a safe space for men women probably especially men to be like oh well, they don't sound weird doing it. Maybe I could do it. You know, like it's such, a, <laughs> it's such a nice invitation. And that's what I hope like Kelsey and I bring on the show too. like own like how awesome you are. Celebrate your victories. Talk about them. Be proud of yourself. And other people may have that permission to do that for themselves. And in your case, uh, or in rather your podcast case, like it gives that safe space to be able to be vulnerable and Gosh, how empowering is that? I mean, it doesn't seem like it is, but it really is. So it's one of the most empower empowering things you can do for yourself is to show up authentic and maybe unapologetic eventually. 
Yeah. And, and I think it's a lifelong thing, right? Like, I mean, I've, I've been working yeah. on this through the show for the better part of five years. I've always been a pretty emotional, sensitive person. I, I don't, I, well, I certainly didn't know that I, you know, con would consider myself a highly sensitive person until I was reading, you know, the highly sensitive child and going, reading it for my daughter, because I was like, okay, she's so sensitive. What's the deal? I better read this. And like, page three, I'm like, oh, I'm not reading about her anymore. Something just <laughs> it's switched. It's me. <laughs> this, that's me. I, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, so, but it is funny because like you talked about uh, creating a safe space for guys, that was the intention. We were like, we want other guys to feel like this. Nine times out of 10, the feedback we get is the wife or the girlfriend or the partner that's like, ah, oh, I wish my hus husband would listen to you guys. Oh, I wish my boyfriend would listen to you guys. So we have a lot of women who listen because they're, they want their partners to do what we do, to open up, to be vulnerable. I I'm sure my wife can probably hear me downstairs going, why aren't you more vulnerable with me? I want you it so bad. Like men <laughs> yeah. can't understand how bad women want this. And like, I can we just... don't need it all the time, 24 seven, but we need to see those glimpses of your heart, your humanity, your soul. We're like, please give it to me deep, but give it to me real, you know? So that's so funny that I've... you get that feedback a lot. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, and I bet all the ladies have like this, complete expert way of like turning up the volume when they're sitting next to their right. husbands like oh you're listening to this oh yeah oh sorry like we do it all the time just to, yeah. for things we'll just turn something on that we want our husbands to watch and they just like <laughs> wander into the room like oh sorry yeah right, we have right. it down we got it but yeah I, I agree I think that we women um appreciate it when when we can touch again kelsey as kelsey said not all the time but it is nice once in a while to be like oh you do you do have that side <laughs> you, know, you but, do but have that the, capability but the messaging from other men especially the the more you know i, I don't like the word the word toxic masculinity but the people that lean more that way yeah yeah are the ones saying that's the fastest way to scare a woman away like they don't want that from you they need you to be the strong stoic leader that you know drives the family forward and, and all this other nonsense and the trick is it's it's not about like becoming more feminine. It's about just becoming more complete. It's, yeah. it's, be, it's having a more complete human experience and not just being a robot that doesn't feel anything. Well, and here's the thing that I wish more people understood is like, maybe there are women who don't like that, but that's not who's for you. Right. If you are the type of person, man, woman, whoever, if you're the type of person that is this way, you will find somebody who can appreciate that, period. I'm yep. just like, I get real, I'm just ugh, so tired. This idea of like, what can I, what can I do? How can I be in order for like, here's what men like, here's what women like, just, it's annoying. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, it. I, I've, I've been spending a lot of time in the last year worrying a lot less about uh, how, how responsible I am for other people's feelings. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm responsible for what I feel. And I'm sorry that if, if my existence in the world, the space I take up somehow infringes on yours, but not my problem, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's a level of like social acceptability and you know not being a dick, but like you can't worry about how everyone else is gonna respond to you when you're being the real you because yeah. that's what you're here to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. as long as you don't have bad intentions, like please yeah. don't be sorry for existing <laughs> and expressing and whatever it is that you do. And like to all those Guy, I want to use the word bros. I don't know why. To all the bros, the quote unquote toxic masculine guys who are in that camp of people, even though I also don't like that verbiage, but we don't have better verbiage yet. So maybe right. we, can we don't do that today on the show. But for all those people, like, 
there's a lot of women out here that sometimes we just have a lot of emotions and men who don't know how to process and handle and hold space for their own are so scared of women like that and it does not make us feel comfortable at all like if we're crying and you have to leave the room like that's a problem what we actually want (laughs) when we're crying is maybe like a hug or like an embrace or like a little bit of space holding or a little bit of validation and I've just noticed all the beautiful men that I see doing emotional not even work, but living with themselves, you know, it's so much easier for them, more comfortable for them to be around women in all forms and like be able to handle anything that we can throw at you. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that I appreciate. Well, and it's hard to flip the switch too. That's, that's not only like not leave the room, but also the like, how do I fix it? What do, right. Yeah, what, we don't need. Where that. do I put the bandaid? How do I fix yeah, it? Tell yeah, me, yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. me what to do. To fix. I don't want you. To, I don't want you to have feelings. I want to make the feelings stop. How do I fix that? Like that's a really hard thing for guys to overcome too. I yeah. mean, that's just your. That's your nature. That's hard to overcome your nature for sure. Do you ever listen to Alison Armstrong? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a whole rabbit hole for you to dive down. But Alison I don't think Armstrong, I've ever heard you talk about who is this. So Alison Armstrong teaches about like masculine and feminine dynamics and partnerships and dating, but she has a lot of good content and audiobooks and real books on she basically her whole thing is like, well, you know, I thought I was going to study men and it would take like 10 minutes because they're so simple and like non-complicated. But then now it's my whole life's work 20 years later. And she basically teaches women about men and like men are always just wired to be like, okay what's the point or what's the problem? When you're talking to me, I'm looking for like, what's the point of this conversation or is there a problem? And if there is a problem, how can I solve it? Cause I don't like there to be problems, I like there to be solutions. And yep. everything you just said just reminded me of a lot of her teachings and philosophy. So if you ever wanna dive into something fun like that, ladies and men, I think she's a great resource for both. Because don't you think like, especially in this day and age of like equality, everyone's so obsessed with equality, like, women are trying to be more like men and men are trying to be more like women instead of women just owning and embracing their awesomeness and leaning into their gifts and their superpowers and men doing the same and then everyone's in their gifts all lit up and activated and like we really aren't the same our brains work so different we operate so differently and I feel like if people would embrace that and accept that and love that this would just be a much more harmonious place. Cause Alison Armstrong always says like, yeah, women always think that men are just like hairy women, but they're not. <laughs> they don't think like us. <laughs> women they don't act like what? Us. <laughs> She's like, yeah, women are always just acted like men are just hairy women. Like, oh, we're the same, except we look different. Like, no, what? we're not the same. I've never thought yeah. that or heard anyone ever oh, say that. Oh my God, that. you gotta listen to her stuff. It's really good. It's a good resource. That's funny. Yeah. I think, uh, I think with it, I, cause I've been, I've been mulling over this while you guys are talking, like I need to come up with the perfect alternative for toxic masculinity. I think confused masculinity would be better mm. because mm. yeah, most of the time the quote toxic one is the one who just learned that it was certain things weren't okay. They were lied to and they're just a little confused about what masculinity is. So confused well, masculinity. And, and, uh... Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to push back on the on the lied to too hard. It's it's just generations of stories. Lies, right? Jeremy. Mean, just, generations yeah, of well, lies. Maybe, it may be, oh, maybe man. lies, but I mean, <laughs> just for for generation. I mean, going back to cavemen. I mean, men were the strong hunter that went out and hunted and then came home and and the wife. Okay, true. Okay, so maybe like, not lies. I would say outdated truths, truths that are no truths. longer applicable or valid, and yet we just 
never looked outside of what could be possible. So we just kept right. sticking with the same thing over and over until it became so outdated that it was a little bit problematic. <laughs> it's just it's just short of the full truth. That yes. <laughs> it, that there's more to it than being the stoic caveman that just provides and hunts and that's the end of the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, that's true. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal. Once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. I like it. I mean, it's all about like, as a human, right? This is what we always talk about on our show and what you talk about on your guys' show is just reaching full potential, right? There's so many different ways that we can do that. And I think tapping into, you know, your humanity is definitely one of them. So beautifully said, yes. Tap into your humanity. Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. If you're doing that, I mean, if you're really doing that, what what, what more is there? Feminine, masculine, human. (laughs) <laughs> that's I mean, to me you you hit on the word equality i mean that's the thing the, the more that we can be ourselves the more equal this whole yes. thing becomes yeah because everyone is equally valuable but that doesn't mean that we're the same you know right. that's where right. the fine line is we can express our individuality and our gifts and our essence and all that jazz but um yeah this is really cool so i want to know jeremy what are some of your What's been working for you lately as far as like your practice of becoming a better person or being more present or whatever is your goal these days? Like what's been really working for you? Uh, there's a couple things. One is, I mean, it's, it's so basic. It's so simple, but literally physical activity, physical movement. And for me, it has become going to the gym. Just physically working out every day has become the foundation that everything else is, is built on top of. Yeah, it, it's become, you know, like church to me, it's, uh, there's some days when I go in there and, and I cry more than I sweat, because I'm just moving energy that needs to be moved. And you know, you look at the mat and those that's not sweat, those are tears like you, you moved some <laughs> stuff, get it 10, right. <laughs> um, so that that's been huge. And I've, I've just very recently made the transition from hating going to the gym, because I hate the gym to really understanding that literally front door to front door is the hardest part of the workout, just mentally convincing myself that it's worth it, that it's going to be the right thing in the long run. That is the hardest part of my workout. Once I get in there, I start moving things. I start feeling, you know, the, not only just physiologically, like the, the endorphins, the dopamine, all this stuff, but just the, the, the evidence that I'm building every day. And when I can look on what I'm tracking that, you know, I, I'm building all this evidence that I am who I say I am. I'm this person who can do these hard things every day and challenge myself and push myself to grow. It just builds more confidence. And then that confidence shows up in the world where I go to work and I feel like I'm a more confident, capable person who can do hard things. 
I can show up better for my kids because I've processed energy that otherwise would have just been spinning out thoughts in my head all day that wore me out even more. And now I have to be a present father for my kids and I'm just mentally exhausted and I don't have the room to just to hear them recapping their entire, you know, grade two day, right? So that has been huge. And, and again, it's the simple things, going to the gym, working out for 30 minutes a day. Today, I'm going to be adding a, a second workout a day. I'm, I'm joined this yoga routine that I'm going to be doing every day in addition. So I've got to find a way to squeeze that into my schedule today. Um, but through all of this, there's been, I, I've also been sort of in this transitional time in my life where I feel like there's a lot of change on the horizon or possible change, things kind of being, sh being shaken up. And I haven't really felt that way since the time that I moved. I moved from, the, from Seattle to uh, Canada. And I know that when I'm in that place, the thoughts take over, all the worries, the what ifs, what if it goes wrong, what if it's the wrong thing. And I'm remembering now through a lot of journaling and a lot of just time with myself that I need to meditate more. I need to just turn off all the noise, turn off all of that just crazy worry and come back to what's true for me. What do I need in my life? And just allow it to come to me because the more that I like grip the wheel and try and turn it as hard as I can in the directions I want to, I never end up where I want to be. But the more I let go of that wheel and open my hands, the more the universe just allows the, the life that's supposed to come to be delivered to me. So those are the, like the, I mean, again, I, I, I hate showing up with advice, like work out and meditate. No, it's, so it's good advice. It's so People key. need the reminder. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's the kind of thing that so somebody listening to this has probably heard somebody else say that a million times, but I'm hoping that this is the time that for me, like being the weird guy on the bike and it clicked, maybe this is the time it clicks for them where they go, ah, you know, I've heard that a thousand times. Maybe I should just try it. Kelsey's talking to me directly to my <laughs> So this is funny that you bring up the exercise point because I love movement. I used to be a professional dancer. So I'm obsessed wow. with like body work, movement, moving energy through my body. But now I'm not dancing so much. So I go to the gym a lot. I build muscle. I feel strong. It's great. Uh, my husband works out like every day, like a monster. He used to be an ex-professional athlete. So we're both like body people. <laughs> and Lindsay, I'm always trying to get her to exercise. I'm like, Lindsay, it feels so good. You just got to get over that hump where it sucks. Like you'll, you'll enjoy it. You just got to find a way that you enjoy it. Like it's going to be good. Don't worry. And it always comes up on the show. And she's just like, I feel targeted. <laughs> well, and the th this and this brings me to my next question because I feel very whenever somebody comes on and is just such a bright light and happens to attribute it to active activity, I'm like, dang, maybe maybe there is. <laughs> I can't help it though. I did a thirty. I've done this so many times, like a thirty day like training thing where I'll just do the most mm -hmm. because I don't. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it until I'm in pain sort of thing. Like, yeah. I don't know why, but I've never gotten to the, like what I'm doing. I'm just like, is this overly, can I have my Oreos now? Like what is going on? I can't. And to be, I'm, I don't know if you would call it lucky. I'm trying to not to use that kind of term, but I'm a tiny, tiny person. And she's I, naturally buff. She's one of those people who doesn't work out, but she has, the abs, worst. She has biceps. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and Kelsey just calls me out in the middle of the show. And I'm like, don't look at me. Like, why arm. are you so ripped? You don't even do push-ups. He wasn't giving out tickets to the gun show. What I are did. you doing? Come on. <laughs> I just, I don't know if maybe I just haven't found the, the motivate. And I saw what you, bro, you were speaking to me, but you said like somewhere I read on your work, maybe it was the form you filled out, but you said like motivation doesn't just come to you. You have to create it. And I had this exact thought like two days ago 
thinking about working out. And I'm like, I just don't feel motivated. And I was like, maybe I have to create my own motivation. Ugh. And I've been thinking about it for a while. It's been hovering around in my ether yep. again. I just, I feel like I want to, but I don't want to. Like so, I want to, but I don't. <laughs> so the, the switch that flipped for me on this was when we interviewed Tony Horton. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he created the P90X workout. Oh, wow. So we interviewed him and I asked him the same question. Like I had, I'd been aware of P90X for you know most of my life, never did it but I knew he was going to come on the show. So I did a few of his workouts to figure out, you know, what do I want to ask this guy? And I started to kind of like it because he's a funny guy and it was a fun workout or whatever, but I just told him the same thing. Like, I never feel motivated. I don't want to do it. And he looked me in the eye through zoom and said, dude, your why sucks. That's why. That's, I, that's I why agree. you can't do it. You don't have a good enough reason. I and agree. so you have to find that reason. It's going to be different for everybody. For me, it's just become, it is, it is now the point where it's just the thing that I do every day. It feels weird when I don't do it. Like if, if I don't work out, if I don't go for a hike, if I don't do something, I'm miserable by like four o'clock. I can just feel it. I'm, my energy's down. I'm, I just feel awful. So I know I don't want to feel that way. I also know that when I'm 90, I want to be able to take care of myself. I want to be able to hang out with my grandkids. I, I don't want to look back at 46 year old me and go, dummy you messed up because i already look back at 26 year old me and go dummy you messed up and so now i'm trying to think ahead of how can i reward that guy how can i show him that that his needs matter to me because i just i don't i don't want to be in pain i don't want my knees replaced i don't that's want what i'm saying like i'm not looking forward to a double knee hip replacement bill that's that could be sure. incorporated into your why and i, I think was actually thinking the same thing that he was saying because i was like you know, Lindsay's never had a good enough motivation to work out because one, she hasn't really experienced the full benefits of doing it for a long enough time. But two, I feel like you haven't hit your pain threshold where a workout could help. So like, for example, I've been injured in the body and you have to do certain workouts to like recoup and like get back to it. But more so like, especially sensitive people who love to work out can attest to this. Like if you are prone to anxious thoughts or depression, working out is like your saving this, grace. And okay, I feel this, like you're not really prone to anxiety and depression that much. So you probably <laughs> maybe don't feel that pull to work out. Okay. But if you do, then you should try working out because you'll notice like, oh my God, I don't have those anxious thoughts all day long. Oh, I have energy. Oh, I'm not feeling sad. Like that for me. And I know my husband too is like huge motivation factor is the emotional aspect too. Girl, let me tell you a little story. So, <laughs> well, it's a story. You know, I'm good with the stories. So this just happened like the other night where I was, I went to bed early because I was just, you know, tired. My husband was up doing something and he came in later, but he came in, came into bed and I woke up because I always wake up when with everything. I'm a very light sleeper, but I woke up and I was like trying to drift back to sleep because everybody was settled and I had the thought in my head, like immediate, first of all, I always get the night thoughts. Do we all get the night thoughts of like the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to uh, anyone the, in your the other family? Night, the other night I had the uh, up until 3 a.m. wondering what I'm doing with my life. That was, that was. Oh yeah. 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 Like, am I just going to do this until I die? Like what is going <laughs> Like, what, existential crisis in the middle of the night, but this was not one of those nights. It was the kind of night where I wake, where I'm like trying to fall back asleep. And I immediately thought, wait a minute, hold the phone. If Rose was on the door in the middle of the ocean, hold on, there would be people seeing her on the door, people drowning. They would be mobbing. They were mobbing the lifeboats. They would have been mobbing this door. There's no way she would have been left alone. 
and I had to wake my husband up and tell him that. So, <laughs> so I feel like I do have anxiety. I feel like I do. Sounds like anxiety. And 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 Jeremy, this was the question that I originally said brought to mind when we were talking about you know me working out was you mentioned you want to be able to be present for your kids. I have three boys. How many, how many girls do you have? Two you girls. said your first girl. Okay. So I real I figured you did have more than one, but I, I have three boys and I feel constantly drained and I don't know if that's big enough. Why? Cause it hasn't cause worked you, yet. It's but you're I, not out. That's why. <laughs> Cause I'm not working out. But I wanted to ask you like, how does, and I don't know if you can answer this, uh, but I'm going to try it anyway. How does working out and moving your body help you process the stuff in your mind? Because I, I know that you said that you wanted to be able to process that stuff before you got to your kids and not feel like you were in your head constantly. And I that spoke to me. So can that be explained in a way? Yes. So okay. I think it's a combination of music and, and exercise for me that opens it up the most. I've had it work yes. both ways. But you know, I, I grew up in a, in a house in the 80s, you know, little T trauma, nothing significant. There's there's some alcoholism, you know, some latchkey kid stuff from the 80s, like just, you know, normal 80s kid stuff. And I know that when I was a kid, when things got hard, I quit over and over again. And my parents let me over and over again. And so I spent the second half of my life to this point trying to learn to push through and do hard things. So I will be in the gym lifting some heavy thing because it's that's what i do at that time every day not a giant donut which is not the logo a giant of his donut. Podcast. if i had them i would but <laughs> but i will be lifting something and some line from some song will hit just as i'm just exhausted um, and it all of the all of the pathways connect to the hard stuff that i gave up when i was nine the hard stuff i gave up when i was 12 the relationships you know that, that should have been different all of these pathways light up and I'm standing there looking at myself in the mirror, doing something hard and going like, damn it, you are doing it. Like you are putting in the work, you are overcoming all of that. And just ah, tears, just, I just start crying about how far I've come. And it's just that awareness of like, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I, I love myself enough to do it. That's why I'm doing it. If I was doing it because I was because I'm punishing myself because of that donut, if I'm punishing myself because of the popcorn at the movie last night, then yeah, it sucks. I'm not going to do that. You're only going to punish yourself for so long, but you have to learn to love yourself enough to do it. Yeah. To learn to love your kids enough to want to be around and strong and healthy for them. Like that's that's the fuel that that burns this thing now. It's just that I I'm learning to love myself. I literally like three weeks ago, learned to love my inner child. I hated that kid for my entire life. Aww. Literally hated him, hated him. And I'm just now getting to a point where I'm like, oh, I see all that stuff you did was coping. That was the best you could do. And you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very new thing for me, but recognizing all of those pathways that, that light up when I'm doing something hard and I'm proving to myself that I am who I say I can be, that's the work. And for me, I don't meditate as much, but the gym has become that. It has become just focusing on what I'm doing right now so I don't, don't hurt myself. It's, it's the bike. It's how do I not crash? It's whatever, the, whatever I can focus on in this moment to make sure that I'm being the best person I can be for myself and for my family. That's my why. Well, it might be the fact that I listen to 
British History podcast while I'm working out. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare. That sounds like the fastest way to put yourself to sleep, girl. <laughs> no, I love it. Excuse. I love it. I'm there for every word okay. that comes out of his mouth. However, it's it's like a monotone speech. It's not, let's work out. But if you love it, <laughs> stack it on top of something else you love. You don't have to go to the gym. If you like walking, right. if you like paddleboarding, if you like you know whatever physical movement you like, if you can do that every day, that's a win. It doesn't have to be what I do. What I do works for me. Do what works yeah. for you and make sure that you love it. Because I guarantee if you start some six week program today, that's just a, you know, ass kicking, you know, Pilates program and you hate Pilates, you are done by day three. Cause that sucks. I hate Pilates. I'll never do Pilates, <laughs> but, but I love yoga. And today I'm going to try and start a, a yoga program because I love it. And it's been missing from my life. So you have to find the things that you love and find a way to love it and find a way to love yourself for doing it. Because if it's punishment, it will not work ever. 100% guarantee it will not work. Yeah. I have a free gift for you. I'm giving away my Money Magnetics guided meditation. Every time I do this meditation, I kid you not, if I do it for a few days in a row, money magic seriously happens. Once, it helped me to hit my highest month in sales at the time, which was over $28,000. Another time, it brought in a new opportunity for my fiance to start making 10x what he made before, which obviously really supercharged our household income. Another time, it helped me to attract a huge financial gift. But generally speaking, this is the meditation that I use to just always help me keep manifesting more and more money. You can download it now at kelseyaida.com slash mmfreebie. Find this link in the show notes and you'll have to send me a message on Instagram to let me know how it goes for you. And yeah. Lindsay, fun fact. Yes. I don't know where I learned this, but I learned it the other day. For every hour that you exercise, you add three hours to your life. So you gain okay. a net two extra hours from the one hour. It's a good trade-off. And the but, thing is, like, I don't, if I sign, is, the, the most I've ever done is 30, 30 days in a row. And by like day 20, I'm just phoning it in. I'm like, let me do the bare minimum that I can do. Um, but I remember looking back, always being very glad that I finished. Like, you didn't want to do this and you did it. So gold star. I do, I've never, ever done anything as a punishment, but I will say it's more like a to-do list sort of thing and not yeah. something that I'm like attracted to, which I wish it was. And I, I think it can be, I just haven't found be. the thing yet. You I have guess. to, you have to give up on the idea of the 30 day program. And I shouldn't say you have to, this is, this is me, in my opinion. No, tell me, tell me, what, what am I, what do I do? Ryan Holiday. Do you guys know who Ryan Holiday is? Yeah. He, he made a comment about working out that I thought was brilliant. And he said, I don't train for marathons. I don't train for five Ks. I don't train for anything other than life. I have to be able to survive this as healthy as possible. I need to take care of myself. So. That resonated for me because whenever I've tried to train for a 5k or some ridiculous thing that I thought, oh, that's the thing that I need to be motivated to, to hit my target. I get hurt. I give up. I don't do it. Mm. But if I just go, this is just the thing I do every day, one way or another, whether it's hiking down to the lake, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's playing catch with my kids, like some physical activity, it's just a thing that I have to do every day. And no, I don't love it. I don't, I'm not sitting in the, in the gym, like absolutely. Like it sucks. It's hard, but, but the reward, the, the emotional reward of having accomplished that hard thing. I think, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, Goggins, I forget his first name. Anyways, he says, do something that sucks every day. 
You have to do something that sucks every day because it helps cultivate more gratitude in your life for the things that don't suck. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not the 30 day program because you're going to get to the end of, end of 30 days and on day 31 go, Oh, now what, now what do I do? Like, yeah, but I was always out. looking forward to the end because it's like you did 30 days. Yay. <laughs> right, but 30 days means nothing, right? Like that's, that's, you just built the habit. Like you just started to well, I mean, the habit, right? So yeah. I shouldn't say it's nothing. It, that's a great accomplishment, but you, it has to be bigger than that. It has and to obviously I didn't build the habit because she ain't doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the same thing when I've when I've finished a program, I literally look at myself the next day and go, I don't know what to do now. Do I, do I just start over? What do I do? Like yeah. it, my workout routine, I built it with chat GPT. I just went here. I, I want to work out. My husband did that. New plan. That's what I do. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to maybe I should do that. Lindsay, whatever you feel called to do. Also, when we were talking about this, I got his intuition hit that when you move to a more beautiful, more mountainous place, you're going to be more inspired to move your Amen. body in places that you love, like go on a hike or be in the trees or whatever. Wait, right are now, you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you move to I a new place, that. I think you'll be more inspired to be outside. So. You'll just find enjoyment, like going for a walk, listening to your podcast in a really beautiful place, you know, because you're yeah. being nourishing yourself on all levels. You yes. know, in you the cannot brain, go outside in the visual and the body. Right in the breathing. I mean, I just think that you'll be more inspired because right now you're like Vegas, it's too hot. Gotta stay inside. I mean, that will definitely keep anyone from like yeah, yeah. more than they could. That so was my experience where, where I live now is the result of a life of, of, of making decisions to live a life of intention and stop just reacting to life. I, I made decisions about where do I want to live? What is the lifestyle I want to have? And I literally have it every single day of my life. And yeah. so how can I not be grateful? How can I not go, okay, now that you have it, deliver on the promises you made yourself. And, and go do it. Go live this so life. Did I hear you say you're 46? 46. Yeah, what the when heck? You, you don't look a day over you, 32. Damn. When did you start your, 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 what you would call the journey you're on now? When did that start for you? When you had your first daughter, I think. Yeah, right? probably, like, probably 13 years ago. So wait, how old would you, would you have been? Uh, 33. <sighs> so I should have started six, uh, five years ago. No, Never you too late, start today. Today is the day to start. Because I was like, dang, I got till I'm 46. I'm good. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do the key, not look, listen, the key for all of it, like all of the programs work, every single one of them, whatever, whatever physical routine you're trying to build, they all work if you do them. I just want to show you, this is, this is my consistency. I don't know if you guys share, share video. Yeah, I can all. see it. But mm -hmm. Like this is the beginning, right? No workouts mm -hmm. at all for that whole week. And then I did a whole bunch and then none and then a couple. And then this is the last month. Is Four, that is that the health app? Uh, this is just it's called uh, strong, I think strong. Yeah, it's just called the strong app. Okay. And it's it's just building the consistency because you will work out for 30 days, you'll look in the mirror, you'll get on the scale, whatever system you're using to measure yourself, and there'll be no change. Or, or barely anything. Like, oh my God, I busted my ass for the last 30 days and that's all I got? Pfft, this is nonsense. Yeah, I was expecting like something to happen. I did ex I did see a mental change. I did feel better mentally. I did. I know yes. I did. Uh, my attitude is better. I was sunnier. I just felt better mm -hmm. emotionally and mentally, um, but not physically. I mean, I felt, no. I always feel fine physically, but I didn't feel like stronger necessarily. So you're what? saying it takes longer it takes a little longer than a month. Yeah. If you give mm -hmm. it, give it Darn six it. months, give it a year and then look back at that consistency, that little bit that you did every day. 
Uh, and you'll go, oh my God, I like, I can't believe how far I've come by doing just that. Okay. And what's the minimum that someone could do over a year to see some kind of change? How much did you do yesterday? Zero. More than that. I'm going to say zero. <laughs> Whatever you did um, yesterday, do a little more today. I'm obsessed with this conversation. <laughs> I can't and I don't, listen, listen, I right now, this is everything Zach has been telling me for years. Like, I feel yeah. like Zach talking to me. Like, I've, yeah. I've had this conversation from the other side so many times. And, you know, Zach will be doing something. And I'm like, you're insane. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And then six months later, I'm like, hey, man, did you hear about this thing? He's like, yeah, I remember six months ago when I was telling you what a fool you were? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Like, I know. I've, been, I've been in your shoes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm here for it. I, I really do appreciate it. And, I, and it's making me think more about why I'm so weird about it. Like, why are you so weird about it? And I think I'm remembering, like, in high school, we had to run, like, the mile and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's fine. I, I told my, my gym teacher, I was like, I don't need to run. I'm skinny. And he goes, just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. And I was so offended like <laughs> as like a 15 year old girl. Of course, I was yeah. like, how dare you? What do you mean? But I know what he means now. Like I completely, as an adult, of course, you know what that means. And, and I, my dad is a skeleton man, like absolute skeleton man. He does not move. He does not move himself doesn't go outside he's a hermit uh very i think he's an empath i really do as an adult like everything makes sense now when i know what an empath is he's just very overwhelmed easily when he goes outside so he's he's not the most active person and he's so skinny and i'm always like i will never have to worry about you know gaining weight i'll never have to worry about a slow metabolism but that also equates to like I never have to move and I don't want that to be my belief, but I know that it's in there somewhere because that's, what's been modeled, you know, to me. Um, it really is. So I think I have to rewrite that a little bit. Well, and there's tons of studies that say that, you know, the, that lack of muscle is where, you know, dementia takes over that where, you know, mental yeah. health problems, when you fall and break a hip, it's cause you didn't have muscle. Like you didn't have the balance to prevent you yourself. Shatter like glass. Like, no, you, <laughs> you may not ever be like, like severely overweight or have to deal with obesity, but the lack of muscle and strength to not only like you were talking about working out an hour a day adds three hours a day to your life or something like that. I'm less worried about longevity and like being able to live my life for however long I've got. Like yeah. I, I don't want to spend the last 10 years of my life in a bed somewhere having someone change my diaper. Like right. I, I, I want to be here for it. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. just about survival. It's about thriving. I yeah, like I think I've, I think I've, I don't know, if Kelsey, you might remind me, but I don't think I've ever talked about that on the show. Like the, how my, I think my mind really does equate like lack of movement with being skinny. I really think that that's what's happening <laughs> because nothing else really makes sense why I wouldn't want to just do something. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have to examine that a little bit and maybe I'll yeah. do some push-ups while I do that. Well, we don't, we don't want to get out of our comfort zone. We're very comfortable in our comfort zone. So yeah. your brain will sit there all day spinning out on all the ways to not do it because yeah. that's scary stuff. But I promise you on the other side is where a more fulfilling life lives. Even, yeah. And to me, like remembering how much more light I felt like clarity and, and mentally and inspired, I, that's, that's, that was great. Like, let's have more of that. So it even sucks. if, even it if sucks. I don't get like, which I don't know what my goal would be. I really don't know what my goal would be in working out, but maybe that's it. Here, here's your goal. Just do something every day. It's that simple. 30 days. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm no. just kidding. No, at least a year. Now that you've said Lindsay. a year, that's going to stick in my head. I think that that's, that's anchored in. Also though, <laughs> as a mom, think of this mom motivation of like, 
time to yourself. What Amen. if you could like go oh somewhere where they're not like, mommy, and you're just like, Abel, deal with it. I got to go to the park and go for a little walk or whatever. Like, and you have that quiet if, time. If not the temptation of being able to think a complete thought, then I don't know what you need. What's That's better true. than that? <laughs> That's true. But Kelsey, you lost me at go somewhere. Because I'm very much like my dad when it comes to that. I don't like this. This is a off. multifaceted but, situation that we need to no, keep but, uncovering. But, but I could work. I when I did the the thirty day program, I just did it after the kids were asleep in my living room, and that was fine. I had my little my little man talking to me about British history and wars and bloodshed, <laughs> and I was doing sit ups and push ups, and it was fine. Yeah, but I you think I that. just need to yeah. You can literally like every hour do ten squats and then do ten push ups. Like just some like just some move like yeah. Again, if zero was the amount yesterday, <laughs> something today is better. I a mean, is even it's easy to win when you're starting from a zero. But I do like that sore feeling. Like I know a lot of people talk about like that after workout, like the next day. Like I I appreciate that a little bit, but then I'm like, this is kind of annoying because I can't even like move. But you don't have to. That's like you're lifting too much if you're sore. See, but like, that's what I said. I need to find some. I need to find some like middle ground because I will do the most. I will yeah, do the most if it tells me to do because you know how the workout plans would be like start off light and then the next day do a little more and then you get really intense. I do. I'm like doubling every number the first day and the second day because I'm like, I might as well just get it over with. Oh, no wonder you, you don't like process. it. Yeah, you trust the process. <laughs> My first, so I worked with the coach the first month that I started working out and I literally wrote to him and I was like, I don't feel anything like I did. I lift too light. Should I have gone heavier? And he's like, no, dude, you're just you're just getting in the reps right now. You're just building the habit. If you went in there day one and pulled a muscle in your arm, you're out for three weeks. And now you can't even do it for another month. Like, just trust the process. Go slow. Yeah. Into, literally, when I started working out, when I started my plan, I put it on my calendar every day for a week. I did not go once. I looked back at the end of the week and went, look at all the time. Like, I can sit here and tell you I don't have time. It was on my calendar. I had yeah, the time. I you didn't penciled go. it in. Yeah. The next week, I put on the shoes couple days into it, I actually went to the gym and went, eh, I got here. Good for me. That was it. Went back home. Then I started like, going in the door, working at like just whatever it takes to start building the habit. Literally, like literally sometimes putting on the shoes is the hardest part of my day. I've never looked yeah. at it as that. Like you, you working out isn't necessarily just to work out. It's to build a habit. I never once looked at it as like, I'm building a habit. I'm just like, I'm just getting it over with. So when it's done, I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that not hard what... thing, that hard thing leads to all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to manage that my money sense. a little better. Oh, I'm going to start meal prepping a little bit. Oh, I'm going to start like it just again, one door, yeah. three more, one door, three more. Like it just keeps building. Mm. I love this. This has been great. I'm really glad we went off on the side tangent of working out because I feel like I'm going to title this something about like, if you hate working out, this is the episode you need to listen to. But I will also, represent all the people that also, just don't feel it. I just love the concept of going back to the basics, right? Because we try mm -hmm. to overcomplicate everything, even though we know awesome. what can help us feel better. We know sunshine is good. We know water is good. We know movement is good. We know yeah. community is good. We know these things work and are helpful. But why do we resist doing them? Because we're too comfortable. Like you said, we're not like usually if we're not hitting that pain threshold or we don't have a juicy enough why, like we're not going to change what we're doing. So you really yeah. have to either convince yourself and motivate yourself with finding negative or positive motivation, right? Like I don't want to get a hip replacement. I don't want to get a knee replacement or, you know, I want to be around for my kids or whatever it is. Or, you know, you got to find the enjoyment in it and like, 
we're all about quality of life here. So I just am yeah. like obsessed with this conversation. And to take it back to the original question that inspired all of this. So I heard what's working for you. Obviously, working out is church. Amazing. We love that. Journaling, you did mention, and you were talking about how you wanted to meditate more, which I was just going to give workout friend to workout friend. Do you have a sauna in your gym? Uh, I do not. I go to uh, the the town, the, the nearest town to me, way out in the middle of nowhere, has a, uh, a float. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, has float tanks. So I go floating every probably couple of weeks. Wait, is that like the sensory sauna. deprivation yeah. tank? Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. So Great. floating, they have a red there, a red light sauna. They have a halo sauna, like a salt, uh, salty air sauna. They have a neurofeedback machine. They have all kinds of uh, biohacking oh, stuff. That okay. Because I was just going to say, if you have a sauna at your gym, it's like one of the easiest ways to start incorporating incorporating meditation because you work out and then go to the sauna after. And that's usually yeah. where I get a lot of good meditations in. I'll just put my noise canceling headphones, put some good vibes on, zone out in the heat, get a little sweat at the same time. And I always have like the best downloads and ideas and inspiration in the sauna. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just like the uh, I do. I do occasionally jump. So after my workout, I occasionally jump in the pool to cool off. And then I sit in the hot tub for about 20 minutes and try yeah. and spend time there for sure yeah maybe i should go melt outside for a while i mean it's not the worst thing if i were you so my favorite i mean if we're if you want to like get weird on biohacks like there's all the basics yes. but you want to do the weird stuff and i know it's super popular right now but cold therapy especially if you're in the middle of the desert if it's just hot mm. drop yourself in some ice water for two minutes a day change your life Ooh. even just your face i have a friend my friend grace mm -hmm. shout out grace uh she listens to the podcast tonight but we just went on her bachelorette and she was telling us how every morning she makes a little like ice bucket for her face and it makes her look gorgeous it makes her glow it makes her super awake she feels alert she feels happy she feels good so you don't even have to like get in a whole ice bath i mean it's not mm -hmm. the most realistic unless you have like a cold plunge in your backyard or something but i mean even just a cold spurt of the shower 30 seconds or just a little face to get all your pores nice and smooth but then you're also like awake and alert and about it just another way i like cold, that and a little a little life. fun fact there was a there was some kind of study done i don't have the information but you can google it but there's a study done that said that people that take those really really hot showers like the where your skin is steaming are usually the people who are the most antisocial because they, they well they like the hot shower because it will like mimic human contact mm. but they don't actually have to go meet people and i'm not gonna say that it's definitely true but <laughs> it's definitely true in my case <laughs> i think the hottest showers like cold showers to me are just mm -mm, no thank you but maybe i could stick my face in some ice water because then it's like you zone. can think of it like a facial. It's just a part yeah. of your self care, a little facial, but it helps with the mental health, helps make you look pretty, feel better. Can't go yeah. Out. You want to talk yeah. about managing anxiety, surviving in an ice bath for two minutes, that'll shut those thoughts up really quick because all of a sudden all you're focusing on is how do I survive for the Real next two quick. minutes? Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Nightmare. honestly, I just got a puppy and I feel like my puppy like cured my anxiety because I literally don't have any time to like think about the future. I'm like, how do I get this dog to stop barking? How do I get this dog to be tired? And I'm just like, dog, 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 dog. And I'm like, I literally don't even have space for anxiety anymore. Like, who was <laughs> that girl who had anxiety all the time? Now I'm just living in the present. I got this cute little puppy that is like crazy and adorable and for it's kind of great. Yeah, it was the exact opposite for me. I look back before I had kids and I was like, what the fuck was I ever stressed out about? Like, what could I have possibly been worried about? Now I'm just constantly worried about my kids. About my kids, I, and did I cover everything? Are there appointments all scheduled? Did I, do I need to cancel one? Like, what are the schedules of everything? It's nuts, guys. I just I look just, back and wonder what did I do with all that time? 
we had so much time, <laughs> so much time to sleep, to do nothing, to travel, yeah. to just go out to a restaurant, to just go anywhere. My yeah. goodness gracious. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, this has been great. Well, I feel like we should wrap it up and head over to the Patreon. If you have a couple more minutes, Jeremy, spare, that would be amazing. Um, One more thing. Uh, yeah. Zach, where you at? Right? <laughs> Zach, we're missing you. But we got some of your medicine through Jeremy. So Yes. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to give him so much crap, huh? <laughs> Zachary, when we, when we come and chat with you guys on your show, we're going to be like, so... <laughs> yeah. Mr. Zach, Mr. Too Good for us, huh? Couldn't, couldn't cool you know? our show. That's we need fine. to start bringing a standee of him and like having it dance around. Yes, Mr. Cardboard Muckety Muck. Great. <laughs> so, if you could, please tell everyone a little bit more about your podcast mm -hmm. and where people can find it, so they can listen to more of your awesome life hacks and all these cool people that you talk to. Yeah, it's it's a lot of this. It's just the vulnerability. It's the sharing. It's it's what works for us. Uh, in the hopes that it's something that resonates with you and helps push you outside your comfort zone. You can find out all about it at thefitmess.com and you can listen to our latest episode on whatever podcast player you're listening to right now. And they're on Instagram, so go find their Instagram as well. We're on all the socials at fitmessguys. Fitmessguys, oh, love that. And then I would love to ask you over on the Patreon a little bit more about your journaling practices, maybe like some mm. self-inquiry you like to ask and like questions that you've found really helpful throughout your life. I think that would be a good little topic of conversation that I'll tease that you guys can hear over on the Patreon. Um, but yeah, until then, until next week, we love you guys so much. Keep living your best life. And thanks for being awesome and tuning into the show and hanging out with us every week. Patreon.com slash high vibe. She got it. That's the one. See you guys next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.